All right, Beers, Brews, and Vinyl Reviews listeners, here's that special episode we promised you a few weeks back. Um, This is episode one, the first one ever recorded for Beers, Brews, and Vinyl Reviews. Um, You know, that mediocre show you guys have grown to kind of like and love. And uh, this is, uh, see, you know, I mean, it's Van Halen. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. Other than the fact that we recorded this two weeks before the untimely death of Mr. Edward Van Halen, you know, Eddie, the greatest guitar player, uh, you know, our generation, at least I would say, I mean, there's many more, but I loved Eddie. He just, he influenced so many. And I know all the haters out there are going to talk about Dimebag Daryl. Uh, he was a huge fan of Eddie. So we could argue that at some other point. Uh, we just wanted to bring you this episode and we hope you guys enjoy it. And rest in peace, Mr. Edward Van Halen. Warning Beards, Brews, and Vinyl Reviews contains adult content and language. Welcome to the very first episode of Beards, Brews, and Vinyl Reviews. I'm Brandon. I'm Travis. And we're going to explore the avenues of great vinyl. And one of our favorite pastimes, I'd say, is drinking fucking beer. Oh, and, Yeah, it's up there. And by the way, if you didn't hear the disclaimer at the very beginning of the show, we do cuss a lot and we really don't give a shit. It's, <laughs> this, is, this is our show. And so we're just uh, we're just throwing it out there for you, and we hope everybody likes it. So we're gonna listen to some uh, some records, some classic cuts, some deep cuts, some yeah. cuts you should be listening to, and some you shouldn't. Yeah, and and this isn't one of those highly produced shows by no means. <laughs> and we just we're just two dudes. We love music. We always have. Um, you know, we are of legal drinking age, so we love to drink. I mean, it's not always going to be beer. It's not always going to be probably a popular album that you think of, but this is our show and we're just going to do it how we want. If we sit around and drink beer and listen to old records and talk about them, we figure we might as well record it. I mean... It's it, a global pandemic. It, there's nothing else to do. That and it just makes sense since there's no <laughs> Buckeyes football. Yeah. I mean, you know. At least until October 24th. Yeah, but I will say this. Big Ten, you really let me down. Yeah, goddammit. All right. (laughs) Yeah, we're not politically correct on this show, folks, but you know what? That's what keeps it real. I mean, what else are you going to do in a global pandemic? That's it. What what are you drinking today? Uh, Today, we got my old favorite, Heineken. If you want to send a truck to the house, I got a machine out back. I can surely load it up. What do you got? I'm drinking uh, Foothills Hoppy, my PA. So foothills, if you if you ever get a whiff of this, <laughs> hey, we like we like free shit on this show, folks. <laughs> I mean, you know, we don't have like a high dollar studio set up. So, um, Art, <laughs> if you're listening, we we need a compressor limiter. Uh, let's see, what is it? The SEL two. Um, you know, if you want to happen to drop one of those by, <laughs> hey, I'll take it. I mean, we like handouts, Hosa. We we like your cables. We need some more. Um, <clears throat> 
by, yeah. by studio, do you mean two mics plugged into an old computer? Yeah, uh, if I told you folks how old this computer was, you'd be ashamed. But hey, you know what? We're getting sound out of it. It's recording, so fuck it. Yeah, just threw a couple sparks. It's smoking a little bit, but it's all right. Yeah, if you do hear a buzzing in the background, it is the computer. I mean, there's not much we can do about that. But hey, you know, someday, uh, um, <coughs> Apple, if, if you want to send some free shit, you know, we're all about it. But nah, we just... Uh, we're sitting around, of course, drinking one day and just thought this up. And we said, what the fuck? We'll give it a try. Yeah, we think we're funny. Well, <laughs> hey, and the drunker we get, the funnier we are half the time. And if you hear anything fall, it's either one of us or <laughs> fucking we just dropped all kinds of shit. <laughs> but you want to tell the good folks what we're going to listen to this week or talk about anyway, because of copyright reasons, we can't really listen to it. So it's a classic, Van Halen, 1984. There's a bunch of reissues out over the years. We've got an OG copy here, so we're going to talk about this and how it sounds. And first off, I mean, just looking at it, the fucking album cover just rocks, dude. It does. I mean... Um, I remember going to Record and Tape Outlet when I was nine when this came out and buying it, the cassette. See, I was super stoked. The first thing I had of it, I didn't have the cassette yet, but the very first thing I got off of it actually was the 45 would jump. Oh, yeah, I wish I had that. And it actually had the fucking real cover on it. And if I told you where I got it, you wouldn't believe me. Swallowed? Montgomery Wards. <laughs> I knew it'd be one of those. Do you remember the record rack that oh, we yeah. used to have in there? Yeah, and, yeah. you know, at, back in those days, kids, you could, it, vinyl was like the platform. Cassettes was just getting ready to get hot. Yep. CDs were really unheard of in our day because i think what the original cd players were yeah back then they were super expensive. like a thousand or fifteen yeah. hundred bucks one of these shows folks where we're gonna have cousin dave cousin dave is the audiophile technical guy so we'll, yeah. we'll get things set up and we'll have some segments of some guests and everything like that but you know this is our first go so just roll with us we'll see how it goes so all right go ahead and start it man so what's your uh we'll start right here. What what's your favorite cut? My favorite cut on it is jeez, it it's I I mean the radio cuts that they played off of it, everybody knows. Yeah. You know, nine you know, they played jump to death. It was an MTV staple. Oh yeah. Panama, Hot for Teacher, I'll wait. Those were all those are all gimmies on this album. But, you know, let me it, it, I mean, it's it's hard, man. I know what your favorite is on it. You go ahead and talk about it. Can we talk about mine? Yeah, go ahead. My favorite's the Michael McDonald song on this record. <laughs> For those of you that don't know, Michael McDonald was a co-writer on All Wait. <laughs> yeah, you know. That really is my favorite song on the you, record, you gotta, you gotta love the fucking doobies. I but. love the... Uh, I'm a big fan of like the synth era, Van Halen, as well as the synth era Rush, you know, early 80s. Oh, yeah. I know a lot of people don't like that stuff, but I dig it. Oh, man. You're going to say Drop Dead Legs? Yes, it is Drop Dead Legs. and It's a good one. I love it. It's like Eddie's guitar tone on that is just so sick. Uh, uh, just for so everybody listening will know, Brandon made a copy of the Frankenstrat. He's got it hanging <laughs> no, on the wall downstairs. No, it's not the Frankenstrat. It's the 5150. That's right. Not to be confused with the 1984. Though they were similar, they had different numbers on the back tailpiece. That's right. That's pretty sweet, though. But one of these days, uh, I mean, you know, hey, if we're going to throw shameless plugs out there, 
Floyd Rose, send me a 1984 so I can finish my project, you know? My favorite part about it is that you actually antiqued it with a burning cigarette on the headstock, just like Eddie. Well, you know, and the thing is, folks, when you're trying to antique stuff with a burning cigarette on the end, and you have these newfangled fire-safe cigarettes that burn <laughs> themselves out, it was a challenge, but it's authentic. It worked, though. But, Eddie, if you want to, you know, hey, I love Charvels, too. <laughs> That's for probably another show. You know what other song is good on here? House of Pain. House of Pain's great. Yeah. Um, honestly, if if I'm going to go for my deep cut on this album, I'm going to say House of Pain. Yeah, that I, I agree. That's a deep cut. Um, because it, it's just it's ridiculous, man. So we agree on the deep cut. What what's the what's the track people should not be listening to? Honestly, on this record, um, I think probably, and this is my opinion, the weakest song in my opinion on this record is. Girl Gone Bad, or Good Girl Gone Bad. Girl Gone Bad, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. You know what else I would say? Jump, just because I've heard it a million times. Yeah. And the funny thing about Jump is Eddie had, you know, at the time when this album came out, it was the first album Van Halen released out of 5150 Studios, which Eddie built in his backyard. Yeah. And uh, I think Eddie had the, the actual uh keyboard riffs and i think pretty much the whole song wrote for a couple years and dave hated it so much and he didn't want to put lyrics to it and i mean they did and you know it was a great radio hit but it was a great video (laughs) yeah i mean and that's the thing at this era of van halen the fucking videos were fucking crazy man Oh, they were great. Eddie was playing air keyboards in this video. You remember that? Yeah. We, and, dude, he had the yellow and black tiger yeah. fucking suit jacket. I mean, come on, man. And, you know, you can't go wrong with Diamond Dave doing the high kick. No. You know, Michael Anthony chugging a shit ton of Jack Daniels. I mean. Alex with double kick drum set up. Or did oh, he have four at that time, or was it just a double? I, I It's been so long since I've seen the video. I think it was only a double. Yeah. But... I still liked it back then because he still would light the gong on fire. Yep. You know, I mean, that was Alex's trademark, man. I mean, you know, folks, Van Halen at that time, for those of you that don't know, they were like the biggest fucking party band in the fucking world. They were the highest paid fucking band in the world, as far as I know. And it's got to be true because if Jeff Spicoli can save Brooke Shields from drowning... And blow the fucking reward <laughs> money on having Van Halen play the party? That tells you something about Van fucking Halen right there. <laughs> All I need is some tasty waves, cool buzz, and I'm fine. I remember staying up for Friday Night Videos to watch Panama. Oh, Friday Night Videos was great. It was um, awesome. I mean... I'm pretty sure I tried to dress like David Lee Roth this summer in 90, 1984. Who fucking didn't? Everybody had those fucking cut-off fishnet fucking shirts. I'm going to bring those back. Hey. Dudes in their mid-40s, bald, with beards, wearing cutoffs. <laughs> yeah, that's true, folks. We both are bald. We <laughs> both have beards. Uh, we like to drink brews, and we like to talk vinyl reviews. Summer uh, 21, we're bringing back the half shirts. Uh, you might be on your own on that. I don't think nobody wants to see me wearing a fucking half shirt. <laughs> I don't even think my wife would want to see that. Nice. But, yeah, I mean, this it, it's a great album to me. Um, probably... I mean, besides, of course, the the Breakout album, the very first album, I mean, that album is fucking sick. I mean, you can't 
there ain't nothing bad on that album. And to no, me, it's awesome. To me, this is the most full album they had since that one. Yeah, everything in between had good songs, but they weren't good all the way through. Yeah, like um, Diver Down was just pushed out. Uh, what was the, that? Was the one with all the covers on it, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, you know, now I do. I am a fan of Fair Warning. Fair Warning's good. Um, but you know, as far as the Dave era, well, I don't care. I'll, I'll throw Sammy in there too. As far as all eras of Van Halen, are you, you going to throw Gary Sharon in there? I, I'll throw Gary Sharon <laughs> under the bus because that dude. Okay, don't get me wrong. Extreme when their first album come out, great. But Gary Sharon and Van Halen, that'd be like putting me in Van Halen. <laughs> I'm just saying. In a half shirt. Yeah. Um, nobody wants to see that. And, you know, and hey, there's probably some of you out there that love Gary Sharon and Van Halen. But guess what? It must not have been that fucking great because his ass was gone. At what? I don't even think they made a full tour with him. Now, do you remember, like, they were getting ready to make the big announcement? It was like, man, I can't wait to see this. It's going to be. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. And it was Gary Sharon. You're like, what the fuck just happened? Oh, I know. <laughs> and, I mean, it's like, ugh. And... You know, I mean, and I mean, I, I'm a Dave purist, but I and it took me years. It took me fucking years. And it, as honestly as I got older, I appreciated more of the Sammy stuff. Yeah. Because I was always, and I still am, a huge fan of Sammy solo. Yep. Um, solo Sammy. I mean, even with the Wabaritas, I mean that that's Sammy. Um, it's just great. I mean, <laughs> the guy is he's a fucking rocker. He is. I thought the stuff they did with him was cheesy at first, just because I missed Dave. But now when you go back, like 5150, yeah, you know you 812 are both really good. Yeah, 5150 to me is the better of the two albums yeah. because they were all firing on 08. They were fresh. Yeah. OU812, um, honestly, off of that album, God, I'm going to have to say my favorite song on that one is Black and Blue. That's a good one. You know, and I, it wasn't a huge... I don't even know if they put that one out on the radio. I can't remember. That might have been like a late single. It could have been. I can't remember. I mean, we don't have it in front of us, so don't... So, you know, you guys just hold on to the fucking hate mail. <laughs> I mean, seriously, folks. We, we have the OG 1984 album in front of us, uh, beers, and some old computer that's smoking over in the corner. Kind of like the baby on the cover of the 1984 album. So the uh, the OG copy we listened to this last week. Uh, you want to tell people how you think it sounds? Oh yeah, we can. Um, I mean, we of course we've been into a few barley pops, and I'd say more than a few. Well, you know that's that's any given Saturday, <laughs> Sunday, whatever day we decide to do anything. But I mean, first off, just when you do the first run through of it, the band sounded tight as fuck. I mean, you could tell they were all getting along, having a good time, and um, I mean, it's it's weird because if you if you listen to all the songs and if you were to take notes of them, like you know this song, you know one song might be real bright and clean, and Alex's drums are at the forefront of any sound you're hearing. Yep. And then other um, songs. They kind of push the drums back, and then they bring Mikey's bass up, and then, you know, him and Alex are just driving the rhythm. That was the thing that you and I talked about when we listened to it, that 
because it's the first time we sat down to listen to like the mix instead of just jamming and rocking out to it that the songs are all mixed differently and the drums are up front some songs mikey's more up front like it's yeah i don't think bands do that as much as they used to no and i mean you know ted templeton <clears throat> yeah I, I always thought he was a great producer i mean um but i mean just like the sounds of alex's like toms and the the snare is like toned down a little bit yep i mean it's it, it just fit yeah it sounds great it's like when they recorded his album it's like the fucking stars aligned yeah and honestly i mean it it came out shit what was it 83 when this one come out yeah and was this the last one that he used marshalls to record with <laughs> that he hadn't moved over to pv yet, i don't right? I, no no he wasn't on pvs yet um yeah i think that might have been the last one or no he might have used marshall's on 5150 yeah. and then i don't know it's eddie is kind of like billy gibbons you never know yeah. what he's going to record with um and his know, marshall's were, were super modded too yeah um i mean that's how you get that van halen brown sound <laughs> i mean yeah it's and, and you know and the thing with eddie is 99.5% of it. It's not the equipment. It's his yeah. fucking fingers, man. Yeah. The guy's a fucking genius. He might be a total dick, but he is fucking great to listen to. I wouldn't know. I'd never met him. And if I did meet him, I wouldn't know what to fucking say to the man. <laughs> I, I would look like a total fucking idiot because I would be like awestruck. You know, yeah. he's just, pretty great. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's... So that's the thing that stuck out was, was the way they mixed each song so differently. I think... A lot of people, when they're mixing records, sort of set it and forget it now. Yeah, well, that, and, I mean, if you want to throw Metallica under the bus, Death Magnetic, over-compressed as shit. I mean, at least they threw bass on it, I guess. <laughs> but yeah. It's a great album, but they just, but, you know, that could be another show. Yeah, I mean, yeah, God, they're mixing on different records. We can go. Oh, yeah. I mean. about that. And, and, like, you referenced earlier, I mean, you know, you've. Got some rush. What was it? Twenty one twelve out of it. Yeah, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. You can totally hear some of that, like huge sprawling sort of Alex, sort of imitating Neil with the big drum sounds. But I mean, but this know. this though compared to the reissue, uh, vinyl. I think it's a two thousand fifteen reissue. I can't remember off the top of my head. But that one with like a lot of reissues sounds a little tinny. Tinny. Yeah. You know this one uh, sounds full. And has some some really good low end. And to be fair, Brandon used to be a DJ, so he has these awesome powered speakers <laughs> that are just fucking huge, right? And so when you listen to vinyl through it, it's it's pretty great. And so you can really hear everything. Um, my system is smaller, but you could still hear that it was way tinnier sounding than the OG copy was. Yeah, um, I mean honestly, for as old as that is, and as long as I've had it, I mean it it's still pretty clean i mean and at that time i didn't know how to take care of vinyl god no i mean you know it's amazing that it's still around yeah yeah i don't have any records from when i was a kid i would set cans of coke on them and stuff and just well i used to always draw mustaches (laughs) and black eyes on all the fucking album (laughs) covers and somehow this one and i believe dirty deeds made it through that process well you you picked two good ones well we will talk about those at some point yeah and you know um but now we're on van halen this week so you know what i wish like you've seen live without a net obviously right i I love it i did too i wish they had done that as an album as an album yeah but if they had done that same thing for the 1984 tour when it was oh yeah you know what i mean because i think live without a net is so good i wish they had just done it also for 1984 yeah they should have and honestly i mean 
even if they would take it and I mean I mean we love vinyl but I mean even if it was available you know on a disc yeah how I would own it I mean I could sit and make one but you know what's the fun in that I want to see all the liner notes I want to see we, we like yeah. physical copies yeah. of shit um definitely you know I know a lot of people these days they love the MP3 they're convenient I get it but the sound quality they sound like shit I can I can spot an MP3 from a analog copy of anything. Yep. And it's um, just great when you pull out a record, you get a record, you look at the cover art, you open it up, yeah. you open up the jacket, look at it. There's a smell to new records. That's yeah. great. And I mean, it's even too, I mean, if you sit back and think when when you open that up, I mean, back in that day, you were lucky to get a record every couple months. Yep. So, you got it home, you opened it, you if it had liner notes in it you read them and read them and you hoped that it was one that had all the lyrics to the songs on it For and sure. if not you would just sit there with a notepad and especially with a cassette then you'd rewind it yeah, rewind the, the it the cassettes rewind it. that was great about those because yeah. you could hit stop rewind and you just write all the lyrics out and then before you knew it you knew every damn word of the damn whole album well the the thing other thing that's awesome with with records you'll put it on you listen to a whole side right mp3 you're just going to skip after like 20 yeah, seconds yeah. the next song and that is the one thing i do love about vinyl um i mean i'm not it is a pain in the ass because there is care that you got to take to it especially these days when you're spending 30 40 on up a pop on an album you know you want to take care of the damn thing yeah you've seen that meme going around about vinyl haven't you that says the thing i love about vinyl is the inconvenience and the expense <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't, but it's true. Absolutely. I mean, you know, and you know, luckily, you know, we're we got some great local record shops around. For sure. Um, hey, you know, we'll hit you guys up here when we can go back inside and you know, like I said, hopefully y'all can hook us up with some copies of shit. Um, you know, this in in another thing, collecting vinyl is an expensive fucking hobby if you're gonna get into it. For sure. And I know you have way more vinyl than I got. I try to limit myself to one expensive hobby at a time, but it doesn't I know, always work. But it's difficult. Yeah. I mean, you know what mine is. Mine's arcade games. Right. <laughs> but no, we're getting on to the vinyl wagon. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall, it was a great fucking album. Um, but I do, I do, I remember when we listened to it last week, one thing I said to you was when I, when I said how tight everybody seemed and it sounded like they was having a good time, do you, wonder if dave had a fucking clue that his ass was going to be gone no he was loving life i bet he was like wow well and see that's and then he's out that's what's so great about dave was dave was dave i mean just look at some of those old mtv things he did you know like for dave tv that dave tv is how i think of david lee roth like i think he's like that all day every day uh, the second he wakes up i bet he was and you know and eddie he's more of a reserve kind of quiet guy and i mean i could see where that probably did cause problems for him like i bet when dave goes out to dinner and he orders like the first thing that she's like what do you want to, you know and he's like skibbity boobity bop hey and then he says whatever his order is and that's the thing too i mean i mean we that's a whole nother ep <laughs> i had it yep but no um it's a great album if you've never heard it on vinyl um, I mean, they, they pressed a million of them. I'm sure you can find an OG copy. Yeah, they're pretty easy to find. Um, you know, I, I would probably go for that first. 
I mean, some things, you know, you can only find on a reissue yeah. or, you know, you're going to be searching forever. But yeah. a lot of what you do run into with reissues is what did they use to master the thing? Oh, God, yeah. If they use a CD master, and, it's, it's horrible. And and now give me, don't get me wrong. I mean, I have some that I can tell that they're, you know, digital. And pretty much in from the 90s on, everything was digital. They yeah. didn't analog anything then. Yeah. But, I mean, they sound great, but they're too perfect for vinyl. And, the, and it almost seems like the headroom in all the tracks just gets, like, shrunk down because it's too perfect. Yeah, it's squashed. And, you know, there are other albums where you can tell that they actually did do some remastering, which those albums really needed it. And I played the one for you the one night, and you was like, whoa, this is good. Well, I'll tell you, because we may do a show on it. It, It's Kicks' Blow My Fuse. Great fucking album. Yeah, it's a good record. But the original, it's so muddy, and the levels are so low that um, when I put it on, that was the first time I listened to, you know, it's it's an audiophile copy, and it, it brightened it up, and it sounds real good. Yeah, that's a good record. That one did sound good. You do run across some where, like, the original recording could use a boost, could use some cleaning up and some help. But by and large, like, when I see that it's, it's mastered from a digital copy for vinyl, I'm like, oh, man, if that's if that's my only choice, I'm going to buy it. But No, no, I know. And then sometimes even though if you buy it, then you're like, yeah, that's good. But, okay, now I want to find an original copy to compare it to. Yeah. And, you know, that is something we are going to try on this show. We're going to try to have, you know, both versions of something. So you're getting our real honest feedback on it. You know, we're we're not listening to the shit on CD and then making it up like it's on vinyl. I mean, we have the physical copies of it. Yep. And, you know, and hopefully one of these days we can get out and go record shopping again. I mean, good Lord, I haven't bought anything in the stores in a while. Nope, it's all been Discogs and eBay, uh, Amazon. And don't pull a bonehead move like I did on Discogs and thought I was getting an album and it turned <laughs> out it was a fucking cassette because I was busy when I was ordering it and I don't even have a cassette player. Uh, love it. But hey, if anybody wants a, you know, a Tora Tora <laughs> cassette, hit me up. It's pretty clean. All right, so I think we pretty much wrapped up Van Halen 1984 for this week. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, you know, I I don't think of anything else that I want to add to it. I mean, if if you don't own it, you and even if you're not a Van Halen fan, I mean, listen to it for its production value. Yeah, I mean, it's a great record. If you're a Van Halen fan, it's a uh, it's 2020. If you don't own it by now, you're fucking up. Yeah, I mean, I I just I don't know. I'll throw it out there, and I'm sure you feel the same way. And this is not rehearsed, folks. <laughs> So, but pretty much... This is the opposite of rehearsal. Yeah. If you don't like Van Halen, fuck, fuck you. you. I mean, come on. Yeah. I mean, once again, even just buy it, put it in a fucking frame, and hang it on your fucking wall because that album cover is a fucking piece of artwork. Yeah, it's a classic. It is. I mean, how often you got a baby... What's he smoking? Paul Malls or some Luckies or something? I think he's got Luckies on the top and Paul Malls on the bottom. Okay. F- yeah. Filter list. Not my choice of cigarettes, <laughs> but you know it is what it is. Yeah. Nice. So, I don't know. Um, you want to put this one to bed, or yeah, what do you want to do? Yeah, let's lock her up. All right. Before we uh, get into the recap, 
Dude, throw me a beer over here. Yeah, I got it. So we are going to uh, recap. Oh, thank you, sir. <laughs> Man, kind, sir. He must have installed a butler pantry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So there we go. So we're going to talk about, okay, first off, my deep cut off of this album was House of Pain. Uh, yeah, mine was the same. Okay. so It's a we, great song. We both agree on House of Pain, deep cut of the album. Um, I mean, a great fucking song, man. Yeah, it should have um, been a single, actually. My track to avoid Girl Gone Bad. Yeah, I mean, I could go with that. I'm going with the unpopular opinion of Jump, just because I've heard it too many times. Well, I but, mean, I'm with you on that, but I mean, just out of everything that was on the album that kind of had no relevance to the album, that's the only reason I picked that song. Yeah. I mean, and it does got a great tone and stuff to it, but I like other songs on the album a lot better. Yeah, agreed. I mean, my favorite cut on the album's definitely Drop Dead Legs. It was recorded in Drop D tuning, so how can you go wrong with that? You can't. That's a good song. Uh, I'm still going to go with the Micah McDonald cut. I'll wait. Yeah. I got to tell you something. I'm really excited about it. Uh, for the first time today, I woke up, I came to the store, and I, I feel confident to say to you, that if you don't take this Michael McDonald DVD that you've been playing for two years straight off, I'm going to kill everyone in the store and put a bullet in my brain. David, what do you suggest we play? I don't care. Anything. I would rather I would rather watch Beautician and the Beast. I would rather listen to Fran Drescher for eight hours than have to listen to Michael McDonald. Nothing against him, but if I hear Yamo be there one more time, I'm going to Yamo burn this place to the ground. You're such a smart ass. Get back on the floor. Oh, fuck you. Oh. He loves the keys, folks. <laughs> well, until the next episode, I'm Brandon. I'm Travis. And we are Beards, Brews, and Vinyl, Vinyl Reviews. Reviews.